Yeah, Rap Radar Podcast, Elliot Wilson. This is Beat Out. Beat Out, what's up, baby? Feeling good. Yo, this man right here, man, you told me his album's special. Someone else told me it was special too, man. Vince Staples, man. Yes, sir, uh, Vince, man. man. How you feeling? Feeling great. Ramona Park broke my heart. Yeah, man, yeah, it's been out for, I don't know, a couple months. It's <laughs> in like the album of the year. Talk. Like, I'm going to tell you something, man. I've seen your interviews, man. You're a great interview, obviously. But when you get your, when you get the flowers about your music, you're good at deflecting it, right? Like you don't, you don't get too caught up in the waves of like, oh, this album's amazing. Like, you know, you keep that balance to it. Like, why is that important? Like, it seems like you don't, you're not ready to like jump in and say, yeah, I got the album of the year. Kind of. I mean, because what do that mean? It means it was good. But it's a lot of good albums. It's not the album no, of the year. It's like, not. That's social media measuring sticks. It's like, oh, this is the album of the year because music lasts two to three weeks and we all want an opinion <laughs> on social media. So <laughs> instead of saying your album is good, I like your album, we got to do the comparison, get a barometer because we got all these lists and all this other shit. So I didn't grow up. I'm 29. You feel me? Mm-hmm. That don't, I never heard nobody say album of the year when I was growing up. <laughs> so it's like, that's some new stuff. You know what I mean? If it's good, it's good. If it's not, it's not. You know what I mean? So that's why I look at it. But I feel like it's, it's so much like this run you're on right now. Like, I feel like, you know, you did the FM. It's like, to me, it's life after Def Jam, right? It's like the self-titled work, work you put out. Now we're more in the park. Like, you seem like you're in this great creative zone, like in the last couple of years. I mean, I'm just older. Oh, it's the same thing. It's still universal. Still same system. Still same PO. Yeah. You know, still, still same. Okay. You know, you getting this, the emails to the same people. <laughs> so it's not, well, you know, you know, it ain't no difference. You know, it ain't no difference. <laughs> Yeah. It's the same thing. Um, I think it's just being older, having a different outlook, more resources. You know, because we don't, I ain't never opened up no budget or had like no a and Ain't nobody ever put me in a session with nobody. Yeah. Everything I ever did was like people I knew and me sitting there by myself. So I think it's just a matter of um, time to kind of learn more. You think you know? you getting more comfortable telling your story? Yeah, just learning how to make music. You know what I mean? Like I said, you know, it's relationships that we done made on our own and like that takes longer than the mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying so just learning how to record right learning how to engineer right and learning what how to pick who mixes the project understanding the tone of the project learning different microphones like I never pick a microphone until after Vince Staples mm-hmm. like that's the first time I ever knew what microphone I was using before I was just like oh good here you know what I mean whatever mm-hmm. in there type thing situation so just learning more and you doubled back with Ramona Park less than a year after dropping Vince Staples like was it your intention to return so fast I mean, I mean, I had them both. I was working on them both. About the same time? So, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's like, uh, I was working on Ramona. Uh, we ran out of the, uh, the budget. They wouldn't give us no more money. <laughs> so I recorded, um, tell you the truth, so I recorded uh, Vince Staples uh, with Kenny Beast at his house. Okay. And uh, that's how we kind of got leverage to, you know, do whatever with, to finish the Ramona project. Oh, wow. Just draw that out first to sort of get the leverage. Well, I just, I literally, I, didn't, I couldn't go to the studio no more. <laughs> so I just did something with my homie. It was well received, man. But Ramona Park, though, I feel like that's definitely like to me your finest work. Like, if, if, do you no, feel thank like you. It's, I appreciate it? I agree. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Why not? You know, it's supposed to. It's <laughs> supposed to go like that. You know what I mean? It's supposed yeah. to be get better. As if other than that, there's no reason to do it. Yeah, to be yeah. honest with you, full disclosure, you know, Jay Z is the one that told me he put me mm-hmm. on to the album. Said it was beautiful, and it was like calling you one of the smartest. Uh, most creative rappers out there in the game right now. Coming off of Ramona Park, you said in the tweet that Vince Staples, that a lot of people were criticizing you for that project. Like it said, it didn't sound like you. Like, and you just trying to make sense of it. Do you remember that? I wasn't even trying to make sense of it. I just think people are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like, people are stupid because it's like, oh man, that's not you. Like, you know me, nigga? Like, no, mm-hmm. all right, then shut the fuck up. Do you feel like you're unfairly criticized for that project? I don't care. Mm. 
I never care. I don't like you said. I don't care if I'm not if I'm impartial. If people like it, I'm for sure impartial. If you don't like it, I feel like everybody's entitled to their opinion. You know, once you put something out in the universe, like you selling something, it's it's okay for people to say if they like it, or they don't like it. Like that's not really why I make music. Like I don't care how nobody feel about nothing. To be hundred yeah. percent honest, I appreciate them listening, and that's as far as it go. Like how people yeah. feel. But conceptually, like going into Ramona Park, like how did this album form? Because like when you listen to it, track one, it sounds like a a reflective day at the beach and like everything that you're going through internally and externally. Um, you mean like literally or the you know well, both? Because you know, it's people be asking different questions. Yeah. Uh, literally, uh, I just always know what's supposed to happen, like where what goes where. Mm. So I make like the songs not in order but like yeah. i know it's gonna be the beginning the end it's just kind of like finding the beats to make it make sense mm-hmm. so kind of uh, just finding that um try to have uh through lines you know expressive through lines because you know we don't albums like it's not really a thing no more uh, we all obviously know that so uh but when i was growing up that was a thing so having <laughs> the through line having mm-hmm. like understanding shit like that is kind of where i derive from mm-hmm so, you know, just trying to make sure that we have the through lines like, creatively in the way that things are written, like the stories itself have through lines, the verses have through lines, the different cadences and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. we're real specific about tempos and keys and things of that nature. Yeah. The intro, probably like middle. The oldest songs is like Lemonade, like three years old. What else is old? Lemonade, like three years old. Magic, that was like a random freestyle yeah. that my engineer like cut up. Sparks Fly was new. Player Ways was new. Uh, Rose Street was new. Paper Cuts was like, them three songs I just named was like the last week, week before I went on tour. Mm. Sparks Fly was like, yeah, Sparks Fly was a couple of months old. That mm. was around like the magic point. I recorded Sparks Fly and Magic in the same day because wow. I had a bunch of beats. So I like, it's a long story, but I had like a bunch of beats. So I just like was doing stuff on them to kind of see what stuck and magic was kind of already done. So I just, that was obvious because the sample, it was just, it was just a loop. And yeah. then, so I did the song and then Mustard finished the beat. Um, Bang That is some years old. Slide is a couple years old. Wow. Yeah, so just kind of having the yeah. things and figuring out where to go. Mm. It's funny, like you said, taking pride of being like an album's artist. I think that's how people consider you, right? You consider it like you're defined by your full bodies of work. So when I heard Magic, I was like, oh, like this sounds like, you know, a quote unquote hit, right? Or hit certain the right parameters mm-hmm. of what a hit is. And I know when like number nine rhythmic radio, like in your mind, was that like something that you was trying to achieve with that? No, nah, I just knew what it sounded like. Because we all know that you pay for that. So mm-hmm. if you don't pay for it, then it don't happen no matter what the song is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it getting paid for is the position that you have with the label, how strong the radio department is, the relationships that they have within the radio department, who worked there, who just left two <laughs> months ago to go to another. You know how all that stuff works. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, we were just in a good position, I guess, and it panned out. But the thing about it being number, I don't, that's not my marketing ploy. You know, you, know, you got to mm-hmm. be a certain kind of person to pass certain thresholds. And no one knows that it was that high on the radio because I'm not going to sit there and take the picture with the radio or the, or the streaming plaque and all mm-hmm. that other bullshit that they like to do. So, <laughs> you know, it just don't matter, man. If people like the music, they like the music. Yeah. That's kind of what I stand on because if you went around asking, asked about, hey, what was number nine rhythmic radio today? Like nobody cares. Like, mm-hmm. you don't mean yeah. nothing. So what means something is that the music kind of means something to people. But I felt like with that or Lemonade, like yeah. check those boxes of like big hooks. Do you have a conscience of like, I don't want to seem like I'm trying to go for this sort of well, I think record? it's I think it's all subjective because, you know, Bobby Schmurter, hot nigga, don't got a big hook. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lil Pump, Gucci Gang, don't got a big hook. Yeah. Cardi B, Butter Yellow, don't got a big hook. It's a bunch of songs that become hits that don't have big hooks. It's just about the place and the time in which the song is created and like kind of the mystique that's behind it. Like you can't define like what a hook is. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. different for every. I mean, for excuse me, what a hit is. It's a different thing for every artist. 
And I feel like when you try to chase those things, like if somebody put out, you know, uh, in the club today, is it going to work? If somebody yeah. put out Mercy today, is it going to work? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, like it's kind of about being at the right place at the right time. So if you kind of creating purely uh, Macklemore shopping, thrift shopping, mm -hmm. not getting the beat shape. Hey, right now. <laughs> yeah, but it's not <laughs> some Macklemore. Yeah, so it's like those. But so you're saying even when you come with like lemonade, that's that's still very organic to you. It's not yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, hundred percent. That song, like I said, that song was years old. That song was on two different beats. <laughs> it's it just the last couple of days, the homies playing the beat, and I was like, put that song on that beat, and that's how it happened. So how does it? How meaningful is it for someone like Obama? To be listening to Magic, it made his summer playlist. Man, I appreciate whoever made that playlist for. Uh, <laughs> for like, like, come you don't on, believe man. that was Mr. Barack Obama himself? Nah, <laughs> I don't make my playlist, so I don't know if he made his playlist. But nah, I appreciate you it regardless. Say, they say they say the fan might help him out, the daughters might help him. That's out. That's what I'm. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Whoever, I don't want to leave nobody out. That's all I'm saying. Like, <laughs> you still try to put him on the set. Who Obama? <laughs> I fuck with Obama, man. I like Obama. You know, he smokes cigarettes. Like, he a cold nigga. To still, still be doing that 2022. Like, he a cold nigga, man. He from Hawaii and Chicago. Like, it don't get colder. But, um, nah, yeah. Like, I fuck with Obama, man. I, I just appreciate anybody who, you know, anybody at home who put me on their playlist. Like, to me, it all mean the same thing because yeah. mm. it's all a number at the end of the day. So, like, if but you I do, can get that. That's the thing I think you do. You do acknowledge, like, when the best, the year end best albums thing, when you do get marked on those lists, I feel like you always acknowledge that. Like, you don't ignore that. Well, yeah, because somebody wrote it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's not, I don't care about the list. I care that somebody like was like, oh, I'm thinking about stuff that, you know, if somebody said that to me on Twitter and they're a random person, I'm gonna like the commenter say, thank you. Gotcha, it's all the gotcha. same. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cause it's not like the publication ain't the one who said that. It's the person who worked there who wrote this thing, who got a commission, you know, thing to do, who you're on their favorite list. Whatever gotcha. think tank they did, those are actual individual people who have their own lives and they saying that they your music resonated with their life. Mm. That's the important part, the platform. I don't give a fuck about. Mm. Mm. I read in the LA Times that you said going into this album, you felt like you had less to say. Why was that? I don't even know why I said that. <laughs> what, was the, what was the question they asked? They was probably trying to get me to say like some ghetto shit. Probably, but they would say like going into this project that you felt like you just didn't have, I guess, much to talk about. Oh, yeah. I mean, life, man. You kind of, music is just about life. I guess just if I'm thinking generally, mm. you know, all you can really talk about is your experiences. Like music, yeah. having like nuance and broad subject matters, like the dumbest shit in the world. Every Motown song damn near is about the same thing and nobody complains. So I don't fall into those yeah. things. Like, oh, I'm in love. I love you. You broke my heart, Motown. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Nobody was telling Smokey Robinson, like, hey, man, why you keep singing about the bitches? Like, <laughs> nobody said that. So I just think, yeah. you know, you can only make music about the things that you relate to in your life. So, I think I would just say I'm in a, I'm at a unique place in life. Like I'm not young no more. You know what I'm saying? So just mm. trying to reassess your value system, the things you care about, yeah. kind of how you spend your time. Those is kind of I'm in a different point in time with that in my life right now. So that can kind of leave you in a weird space as far as your perspective. No, because it's like people say like, well, this guy's an ex drug dealer. Why is he still rapping about hustling? He's so much mm -hmm. removed from that. But like you're saying, what you like. But you, you know, know it's different though. You know why? Uh, you know why that's a thing, right? Okay. Like come on, you know I'm not gonna say, it, but you know why that's a thing. What do you mean? You gonna act like you don't know? <laughs> we can we can we can keep going. I ain't got nothing to do with the No, but man. you still touch on 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 gangs, gang culture, right? Like yeah. you know, your experiences or coming I mean, across from that place. Like, why do you feel like you know how many albums in Vince Staples? Well, that's what well, still... that's that's my life. I'm talking. You talking about you talking about who? You talking about Jay Z? You talking about Jay Z? You talking about like young niggas that talk about selling drugs? It's the difference. Yeah. Well, I think as as you get, I think what the the criticism is always like, what's the range of it? Like once you know. What's your challenge as a writer once you're no longer living a certain lifestyle? Yeah, Jay Z, you know, how, how, do how does Jay Z? He's 50, 50? something. 50 so he's from, he from the crack era. Yeah. Young niggas rap about crack and things like that because they want to hear black people talk about crime. 
mm-hmm. because black people are crime to people that's not black and to black people as well. Mm. So niggas gotta look a certain way, act a certain way, or if you don't act like that, you won't make it. Exactly. That's why, and everybody know that's why we just pretend it's oh it's the culture, and then we want to be sad when bad shit happen, and it's just it's you know it's, it's, it's gotta it's, be genuine. It's a, no no it don't have to be genuine because it's not just nobody say nothing because you know you fuck with who popping, mm-hmm. but you know it's a very hypocritical nature of things. That's why if you was talking about Jay Z, that's different because that's his life. I'm talking. Mm-hmm. I, I thought you meant just as far as like because I know that's a critique you get a lot. But if you're talking about like as yeah. far as like music in general. Like if somebody came out talking about they want to be an astronaut, ain't nobody playing that shit. So yeah. Like we can't mm-hmm. really blame the artists for doing what's gonna get them out of poverty. Like you know, mm-hmm. like that's why people do this. We can't pretend it's people nowadays. It's like, oh man, I grew up, you know, studying the five elements of hip hop, spinning mm-hmm. on my fucking head all day. Like no, people trying to get rich. Mm-hmm. So, so how much does that background still define you? Because I mean, I think that's so. Well, I really gangbang. Yeah. So it's different for me. Like mm-hmm. I don't wear my security guard, wear my entourage. Like came by myself. You, mm-hmm. you know the difference between people that do things and that don't. But the thing is, this industry is, you see a motherfucker and they got that kind of edge to them. You're going to be like, oh, yeah, let's pay attention to them because that is what we see as. Mm-hmm. It's like if you're trying for the basketball team and you six eight, nigga, you on the team. They can figure the rest out because you got the mm-hmm. natural gifts that make you successful. It's like how people say, oh, man, we turned all these the street nigga got out the streets and turned to rap. Like, you don't think that's ironic that that's everybody's story? Mm-hmm. So who you think making the story? But you feel like you still always draw from that and tell that story, tell that upbringing. Well, yeah, because that's ways. my life. But I know it's a bad thing. I don't think it's good. Like if I get cracked tomorrow and end up having to go to jail, I'm not gonna be like I didn't do nothing. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because I'm not ignorant to like my my background. I change the way I be doing shit. Like I don't be really fucking around no more. But I'm not gonna be ignorant to that thing. But it's like in the same breath, it's like when you think about how we treat artists, we can't be like, oh man, you keeping it real. This is a real you no. Know, the shit that we care about them when somebody go chip something they'd be like oh man that was stupid why you do that mm-hmm. but that's what we were saying we liked or when somebody go to jail it's like oh they um they they got it out for us type shit it's like come on bro like sooner or later we gotta grow the fuck up and like use some common sense mm-hmm. but that's not the rapper's fault or the artist's fault that's the people who pick and if you notice that all these kind of people is getting picked you're gonna put on a uniform because you want to get out of whatever your situation is and that's mm-hmm. how we get you know to where we at mm-hmm. How did we get to where we at on the album cover, right? Because the first thing that stood out to me on Remote Park was the pictures of your mom on there, right? Uh, yeah. Like, why was that your artistic direction? I mean, I always use my family for stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's just important to show, like, where you come from. Like, you know, my mom and I know pastor. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And uh, I don't think people realize how real some of these things get. So, like, if I, them was, like, the PC pictures. Like, if I, I got other shit in my family <laughs> that's, like, mm. it's surprising. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so it's, like, just being able to see kind of the same look in the mystique and like just to kind of you know you can tell a lot my grandma used to say you can tell a lot about somebody by their eyes and if you look in like the eyes of my mom on that picture you can kind of see what she was on mm. and i think that has a lot to do with the, the subject matter and she was a little kid but mm. it's just there my mom was born in compton in the 1950s like you know what i mean mm. it was only one way to kind of be at that point in time right you Has she started extorting you for using her pictures on yes. the artwork nah, the she, nah nah she, cool. <laughs> she, happy, she happy about it man she really appreciate it I, I, my mom still, I, mean, I see my moms every day. So, you know, we be talking about a lot. You said she'd be active too, right? She, 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 my mom would hang out with all her friends. she go to content every, go to content to pick up fried chicken and go right back to where we live at. Like my mom is very <laughs> much so a put in a community because it's like once you take the negativity out of it, like, or whatever the, the stereotypes of being from these places, once all of those are relieved, you just got black people living. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the thing that we don't ever want to acknowledge, like that people, and we see in rap, like, 
we just we use it the wrong way. But like people actually live in these places, like they wake up in these places, go like I lived there my whole life, went to school yeah. there my whole life. I ain't never unless I was in trouble and I had to get bust out or something like that. I ain't never get an opportunity to like be outside of this thing. So my family don't see the problem with where we come from. Mm -hmm. No, we don't see a problem with anything of that so nature. We have to be removed from this or whatever. So yeah, so. I mean, but a lot of that is just contentment. You know, we don't really teach to be people to be content anymore. So that's like a thing. It's funny you say that because it's like listening to your music, you often reference the homies. Mm -hmm. Like even on Lemonade, you said like how you won't stop till the whole hood is fed. Do you feel like you have a sense of responsibility of taking care of everyone that's surrounding you? Not at all. They don't either. Mm. I'm just my friends. That's just your friends. Yeah, I don't got nothing for nobody and nobody gonna ask if, you know. Yeah. I don't know nobody. Like I said, like, where's my entourage? I don't got those things. Like, when you have certain things come with certain parameters, like, you say a certain thing and it's not necessarily true, then you got to deal with the consequences of that and then you got to leverage certain things to be able to get your lives off. So, with me, luckily, I I, I kind of always stayed in who I am. I didn't try to be bigger than I was and things of that nature. So, my people just, like, proud of me. I help people out when they need it. But right. it's not a responsibility, like, because, like, it's a viewpoint, vantage point. Like my homies is, you know, t becoming truck drivers and contractors mm. and doing things mm. and getting real trades and like taking care of your life, getting out of prison. I got homies that went to jail for a hot one and he did a long time and got out. Once he got out, he got shot up, but he's still driving his trucks. He's still, you know, doing all this other stuff. They just call you to talk to you like they my real friends. Mm. So it's like, we don't talk about music. They don't care about, they post <laughs> my stuff, but they don't like, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? My little homies ain't, the young ones ain't listening to me. They listening to NBA young boy. Mm. You know yeah. what I mean? Like ESTG, like that's they, that's the music of the youth right now. So mm -hmm. it's like, they don't really care. I'm just a homie. My older homies really don't care because they see me grow up. So I don't really have that. But I do want, the best thing you can do for people is give them like hope, advice, you know, support, friendship. We've been friends yeah. forever. So yeah. you don't need to go past that. But I do want them to do good. You take them calls. Oh yeah, for sure. Who else I'm gonna talk to? He's <laughs> <laughs> just like, you yeah, know, no, no, right? You know a rapper that's, that know me that said he my friend? I can't, I can't. You know a rapper that I, know me sitting in my friend? Mac Miller. Yeah, that's right. one of few. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So it's like, I be, I still, I got my same friends when I grew up. It seems like you have a good relationship with DJ Quick. You named the song after him on the album. Well, yeah, I love DJ Quick. And you said he did the scratches on the, the project as well, yeah, right? Yeah, Like, what was his response when he found out that you named the record after him? He ain't really had no response. Like, he said thank you and stuff. But like, <laughs> Quick, is, Quick is, a, is an interesting person, man. Like, Quick loved music so much and he knows so much about music. I mean, his son came through and, you know, they just like a wealth of knowledge. So he was just, he rewired the board mm. while he was there. Like, just, he just, every time you see him, he just got so much to say about music and where it comes from and where it can go. So I just appreciate seeing him all the time. I appreciate Quick. Like, he's a good person. Like, right. even doesn't really get his just due as much as he should. So I was just happy that I was able to do that. Yeah, so you tweeted that you said, thank you for the game. Like, are there some things that he told you that stuck with you? Everything he say, because it's like, you got to think, he done got through, he done been everywhere I done been, you know what I mean? And through much worse, like, he from a way bigger neighborhood in a way different time. And he was able to, you know, escape that and still make creative music and, and do his own sound. And he wasn't the biggest, but he wasn't yeah. the smallest neither. And you can learn a lot from somebody who was able to operate the way that he was able to operate, you know? Like, he, he was somebody who I think was very, is very important to uh, music out here. Yo, yo, Rap Radar Podcast, quick. Yo, man, what's happening with it? What's up, brother? What's up, my guy? Vince Staples is here, man. I just, you know, I thought about you. We were just take, saying nice things about you, man. Hey, man. Vince, what up, baby? <laughs> what's what's up, bro? How you feeling? Man, I'm, 
Pillow with my hands, you know me. <laughs> <laughs> see, y'all talk about I was a hockey. I told you a little bit earlier, but I'm in here uh, remixing all this old school music, man. With this old school equipment, being an old man in the studio. I told you doing old, doing old shit. They said you be fixing <laughs> boards and shit, but I remember Vince ended the year was like, he ain't doing this album unless you came through at the end, man. Hey, that's a big flex, bro. Like, hey, man, I, I, I appreciate that. The young homie, look at me like that, bro. Because VSU a big guy, man. I'm going to tell you, nigga, I got low-key starstruck when I seen that little Accurate Integra commercial because it took me back to like, Accurate Integra was as hot to see you levitate. I'm like, man, they better get it. They better get him that. Nah, I, 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 I appreciate <laughs> you, definitely. Who, Thank who you. Fucking, who fucking better, bro? Oh, who fucking you, better, man? Thank you. I try to tell him, man. You got the album of the year up in the conversation, man. You don't want to take these flowers, man. I try to tell him. Hey, bro, your album is sweet as bear me, bro. I was like this. I was like, <laughs> okay. When I heard it in the studio, I was like just pleasantly surprised. Like somebody that's reaching out more than just trying to be a trap king and just do the same trap, trap, trap shit over trap and trap. You just you just expanded, bro. Like you 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 wanted the premier artist of the of, of this decade, bro, of this fucking uh, genre. So you know, take that from a, a nigga that I've, I've been on. A, I had an unbroken record on the Billboard charts with Tupac and all the shit I was doing with them. Like, I was on that shit for like a hundred weeks. I was like, oh my god, nobody gives me props for that. When when Tupac, when all eyes on me fell off the charts, it was like it was over. But you, my man, you got this new sound all wrapped up in a bowl. My nigga, take it. Thank you, I appreciate it, bro. For real. All right, quick. All right, quick. Thank you, Legend, for checking in, man. Nigga, sorry I'm late, man. But, you know, <laughs> I'm, high and shit. I'm smoking weed and shit, chewing on these motherfucking mushrooms and shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, quick, I'll meet you later, baby. Yeah, DJ Quick's in the motherfucking house. DJ Quick was in the motherfucking house for real. Yeah, yeah. fuck with Quick. You a good dude. Absolutely. Yeah. It, like he's talking about creatively, man. Like one of the records that stood out to me is when Sparks Fly. Like that's mm. about a gun. Like how did you come up with that? Were you listening like to Nas? I gave you power or something. Nah, I, hadn't, I never heard that song until. Uh, <laughs> I, no, I'm just being real. Really? I, I fuck with Nas, but I never heard that song mm. until I didn't really listen to music growing up. But I still don't really listen to music. Mm. Like to be honest, nah, it was just you know, this was natural. Like a thought. I don't really be thinking about songs like that. I don't know how to explain it. Like mm-hmm. if I got an idea, I got an idea. If I don't, I don't. Like I'm not. I don't sit down and be like, oh, this will be interesting. So again, you're not in that rap nerd. I know these MCs have rapped about this metaphor that the girl is a gun. Like, no, nah, I mean, bro, mm-hmm. I didn't. You gotta think about music when I was growing up. Like, we ain't had no i like CDs. You know what I mean? iPod, cool. Like, you got a computer that mm-hmm. you can plug an iPod in. You got internet. Like, <laughs> our internet was the thirty dollar, the thirty uh, day free things from the front of the Stater Brothers for AOL dial up. Yeah, like, we wasn't mm-hmm. downloading no music. Like, if I had an iPod, I had confiscated it at school, mm-hmm. and then I got listening to their music. You know what I mean? So I didn't really, it wasn't really my thing. My uh, my sister, uh, my sister, baby daddy had a gang of CDs I stole from him. Uh-oh. But he had like Spice. Well, he didn't care. I'm not like that. But he had like Spice One and like a bunch of like bass shit and like down here shit. Like, because he's from Compton. But I never heard a lot of that stuff. Like my first time hearing a lot of music was because Corey was like, you should listen to this, you should yeah. listen to that. Mm-hmm. But I didn't, I didn't really have the access to be able to like, my mom don't got $15 to, for you to go buy a CD. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that was, I didn't have that kind of upbringing. So I, I didn't get the privilege of kind of being into things like that. Like music videos, all right, we ain't have cable mm-hmm. until I was like in the 10th grade. So mm-hmm. like, you know, I just didn't have access to do that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. um, I did hear the song after I put it out. Like, so, and I was like, so I, I was just grateful to be, you know, yeah. put in that same category or, you know, have something similar to something that now as well. Yeah. You mentioned Corey a lot. Like what makes him your perfect partner or manager? Like, can you speak a little bit about your journey, like connecting in business? I mean, I don't know. To be honest, it's not, I don't even look at it. Ain't even. I don't care about business, bro. 
Like, mm. I don't want to be broke. I ain't stupid. I don't spend no money. I'm not that kind of person, but I don't care about getting to a certain level. Really? Like, I don't got no goals. I just make songs, bro. That's crazy to hear you say that because it <laughs> feels like corporate America loves Vince Staples. You've done business with Sprite, Calvin Klein, NBA, Acra. Like, why do you think they're so attracted to you? I mean, I don't know. Just being, able to, being able to speak, you know, having ideas. Mm. Uh, I, Yeah, that's all I got. I only think I could really think about. Um, We got that Sprite deal because somebody else ain't wanted. They ain't responded to the emails in time, and then we got it. Like, that mm. was lucky. And it was a really mm. big artist that I was supposed to go to. But it's like, I just got lucky. Acura. Um, kind of it's a snowball effect once you get one other thing start coming but just having ideas mm. um, Converse was a big one I got an opportunity from uh, Tim and Lindsay um, yeah I think it's just you know being able to speak having ideas being able to function in that environment because you got to be on Zooms and you got to be yeah. on time yeah. and you got to have opinions and ideas and you got to you know make sure that you understand the processes and I think that's something that I'm able to do so that helps me more. Than I feel like I think you're so yeah. professional with that. Like you take it seriously. Like you're not. Me- Once you get yeah. these opportunities, you're not messing around. You I take I, I take everything serious. Mm. Yeah, I take everything serious. Because even like on the record, like paper cuts to mm-hmm. me, that sounds like you're very business minded. Like you have that acumen in you. Not at all. You're not at all. I don't care about none of that, bro. I'm not money. I live in a regular like townhouse. Mm. You feel me? I gotta. I drive that Acura every day, or <laughs> I drive that Tesla. Like I don't care about stuff like that. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm pretty right. basic. Because like on on the blues, you said your uh, money makes you numb, right? So why are you so apathetic to like money and the trappings of? I just never had it, mm. and making more money didn't help me with nothing. Changing my perspective on how I view things in life changed everything. Mm. Like it ain't no amount that you can put on somebody being a better person or like learning more about life. So money gives you. Which you appreciate gives you access and space to not be stressed, and then you're able to think to have that space to process what's in your mind, and you know, ask yourself how you feel. What do you want to do? And people are like, oh man, what do you like to do? I'm like, I ain't never done nothing but like a couple things in my life. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, don't nobody like to do that. It's just mm-hmm. that's what we do. But um, some people like to do it, but that's what you do. Like it is what it is. But I ain't never had no hobby. Like yeah, hobbies cost hobbies cost money. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> and if you grow up without no money, like what you, you know what I mean? My mama ain't taking me to like the theme park. Ramona Park. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's, my mama ain't taking me there. I'm, my, we play baseball at Cherry Park. We walked to Ramona Park because yeah. one of my friends lived there. I didn't even know the hood was there when I first started going over there. Mm. But it's like, you know what I mean? That's how it, that's how it happened. Even, and you realize where you live at when you get older. But when you a kid, you don't know that stuff. Man, it's just, you just, where you at because of your Surrounded like I grew up taking a bus. Like that's how I learned how to speak to people. Mm. Taking a bus and getting kicked out of schools and having to go to school with Long Beach is diverse. So having to go to school with white people, Asian people, uh, going to school with Samoans, going to school with Mexicans, going to school with black people. I've had to learn how to speak to different people and mm. not offend nobody. You know right. what I mean? It's interesting, like your worldview, because even like on the blues, you have a lyric where you talk about success. And I was wondering, do you think success really does bring guilt and stress? Yeah, for a lot of people, yeah. For you, it does? I don't care about success. Oh. Right. You get, like, that's what I mean. I, and of course, I, I do think it's true. But like, what is success? Like, you know, what is success? I guess it's relative depending on who. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like, but success in the worldview to me is like overachieving. Like to be successful, you have to overachieve. Like, I don't know if the world typically looks at the person who has a good job is successful. Like, I don't know if we're looking at the mailman, the trash man, construction workers, plumbers. You know, a plumber can make $100,000 a year you you know, and, and upwards. But I don't know if we necessarily look at them as successful. Like from our worldview, like the scope of how we view the world. So mm. that's kind of what I'm saying about we don't know. You can kind of pick your own shit is basically what I'm saying. Yeah. So it's like, why would I, like, oh, man, you don't want this award or that award or this acknowledgement? Like, no. Because 
it don't affect my day to day life. Like my mama had to make me hang my plaques up in the house. Really? Them shits was on the ground next to where the dog sleep. So what's validation look my, like for Vince? I got them as gifts. <laughs> I got to buy them shit. You know what I mean? So what's, what, what does validation look like to Vince Staples then? They don't know you got to buy plaques. Yeah, like, they do. You have to buy the Grammys. Vince, sell them. Break like, it down. Like, this is crazy. You can get you can get anything on a plaque. You just got to pay for it. But, um, <laughs> but uh, validation, I don't know, man. It's, you know, being able to have, um, you know, peace of mind, knowing who you are, knowing kind of where you want to go next. It's all personal stuff, man. It's for anybody. Like, anybody can pick their own. You can pick mm. what you want, what you don't want, what you like, what you don't like. And for me, I think, you know, just having, uh, being comfortable, you know, um, peace, being able to make decisions, you know, I'm, I'm little stuff, bro. Like I get to go to the grocery store and I don't got to be like, oh, how much, you know what I mean? I ain't mm. know how to drive till I was in my twenties. I didn't have a bank account till I was twenties. Like I used mm. to, Corey used to have to bring me $5 to go get food when I was 19 years old. Mm. You know what I mean? It's either that or go back to the hood. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's, it's, a, it's a different, I have a different upbringing and. I guess a lot of people that you would put me in the box with, so I don't have that kind of value system. Mm. To be honest, like I've never, I've never seen an award show. I've seen a BET awards at my auntie house when I was a little kid. You <laughs> see Mary J. Blige and shit like that, but those ain't the awards that people care about. Mm. I already got one of them, and I'm grateful for it. So what else do the fuck I need? A Grammy would be nice because I think it would elevate your profile and put you in different places and spaces. Where are those places though? You know, um, in Middle America. We already there. We got an accurate commercial. <laughs> <laughs> you get what you get. What I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Like, if right. you really want to say that, like, we just we got what? What do we need? Maybe plant plant your flag more in that space. I guess. Like household mm-hmm. names. You know, we we say the Drakes. We say the Jay Zs. We could say Vince Staples. I think. And then what? And then what? You you continue to get more, get more out of it. More out of what? <laughs> more out of success, more out of so uh, looks. Does, so when you speak with Corey, do you guys have these kind of conversations? Does he? Does he? We ever spoke about a Grammy? Challenge you or? No. <laughs> That's have I ever told you I wanted anything? <laughs> I would like to see you with the Grammy though. I, I, my thing is anything that someone gives me because of my music, I appreciate it. But what I'm saying is, if I go back to my neighborhood and say, "Hey, look, I got a Grammy," mm-hmm. they not gonna care. Yeah. Mm. If I'm like, "Oh, look, hey." I remember when I first got my car, like just a car, and my homies was happy for me. Yeah, you know how to park it? <laughs> I swear mm-hmm. to God, you, you know the parking brake. We on we we on we on Plymouth in the middle of the hood, in the middle of a beef. Somebody just died down the street, and my homies is teaching me how to parallel park because mm. I got a car, and I was a dude that walked down the street, and had a car, cash, he's about to park my car, and, and T. Scrap watching the street right before he died. Mm. If I show up with a Grammy, they're gonna be like, "That's what's up." They're not gonna care because what do that mean? Mm. Like, you know what I mean? I don't mean saying that the Grammy doesn't mean anything in the right. grand scheme. I'm talking about when I go home, that don't mean nothing where I come from. And mm. we all say we come from these places, but we don't want the values that come from these places. Mm-hmm. You got what I'm saying? We mm-hmm. want we want to go be with the, the, them people. Validation right? from others. From them people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's all I'm saying. Like, how long we've been talking about uh, niggas not going to the BT Awards? <laughs> what is we talking about? <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Like we can all pretend that that's not a thing, but I ain't gonna pretend. I don't, I ain't worried about what nobody got to say about that. Because when I go home, where I stay, where I'm always at, mm. that they just happy that I'm doing okay because right. of what I was doing before. Mm. And if that's not enough, I don't know what to tell nobody. You must not be okay with yourself. Is that mm. why it's hard to make rapper friends? Because you've built this sort of very unique. Uh, I'm not gonna stable see them. Come to Long Beach, <laughs> huh? Come to Long, come to Long, come Long Beach. Beach. Come where I hang out. I don't. <laughs> 
You're not gonna ever see me in a saw house. Like I do got rapper friends, like JID, that's my homie. I, Alchemist, I talk to him a lot. Yeah. Of course we know Mag. I, I, I fuck with Tyler. Tyler, we and Tyler talk a lot. I got rapper homies that ain't nobody checking for that they don't they might not fit what people see. Like do like all black. I love him and his kids. Like mm-hmm. I got a lot of homies that make music, but uh, J305, that's my homie, like yeah. loving the devs. Yeah. I know a lot of people, so I'm just trying to figure I'm not leaving nobody. But I didn't, as far as people I, that yeah. check on me that I talked to today, Jack Harlow. Mm-hmm. I know him real. I'm, I'm real proud, bro. We used to do shows together when he was younger. We did a show on his 18th birthday in uh in, in Louisville. Oh wow! So wow. Yeah, but um, yeah, I got homies, but it's like just the I live my life different than yeah. My lifestyle is not conducive to hanging out with niggas that rap. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So what do you mean? What do you mean by that? Like your lifestyle? You ever see me anywhere? I mean, you're famous, so I guess. But you be seeing famous niggas. I mean, Soho but I've never been Soho House, award shows, brunches, mixtures, all this other no shit. That's boo, where no you, boo. No, but that's where you <laughs> No, I'm, and I'm not I'm not shitting on nobody. I'm yeah. just saying that's kind of I don't do those things, so mm. I'm not running into niggas. Okay. You know what I mean? So like that's all that and it's not a not a yeah. slight to mm-hmm. anybody. I'm just saying literally like Baldy James, that's my homie, like Earl. Like these is people I kinda talk to. Like Yeah. And, and doing, I got respect for everybody and I know everybody, but it's like I just as far as like friendship. Mm. JID yeah. like really my boy like I talk to him a lot. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like Jack, Jack, a lot of them dudes I talk to a lot. So, and the fa- your family moved back during the pandemic. You guys, yeah, yeah. yeah my whole family stayed with me. Yeah, mm. so I got I got enough friends. I got a whole hood of homies, <laughs> like a hood. Like it's a lot of them, bro. It's not. I be like, I got baby showers to go to. Like I gotta go to the little homies. I gotta go to the little you homies graduation. Go to beat baby showers. Yeah, like come on, bro. I'm gonna be thirty, bro. Like I'm. Because they gave you that, that was a good vibe moment with Speedy when he was like, nobody know what come to my house. You let people come. Well, to your he house. was trying to ask me was was <laughs> violence happening on the premises of my house, and I'm not stupid enough for that. Mm. So that's the answer you got. If we okay. want to really be real, but everybody gonna okay. act like he didn't say you ain't ever looked on your security ca- camera, seen some crazy shit. Where do you insinuating? Mm. But we act like that type of shit don't happen. But I can't say that because then I look crazy. So I just be playing with niggas. <laughs> well, you think they would ask Martha Stewart if she ever seen something crazy on her security camera? Well, she is a felon. That's my point. You get where I'm coming from? Like, come on, bro. But your views of Ray J have not changed. No, nah, that's the homie. I, I fuck with Ray J. That's the homie. He doing, he doing his thing, right? Will Ray J be redeemed in whatever controversy with the Kardashians? Will he get his way? I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> and I'm dead serious. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> he did know. some presentation the other day. He's out for he's out for redemption. I do love the fact that you gave Ray J a little bit of flowers. We interpolated one wish on the album. Oh, uh, yeah, that's my yeah. I, fuck, I, fuck, I love that song, bro. I fuck with him. Yeah, I, I love your album, him. man. It's good. Yeah, it's thank good. you, bro. Also love thank the videos you. as well, man. Um, I know Rose Street is the first directed, di- directorial debut for Vince. Well, we just didn't have no money, so they didn't give us no money, so we just did that. He hate when I tell the truth. They didn't give us no money, so we just did that. But you on didn't our Spike own. Lee. You don't need and money, it, man. It, yeah, fuck. <laughs> I, ain't even, I ain't even nothing for free no more. But uh, that's probably the last music video you'll ever see. But um, <laughs> really? No, we got to see the magic continuation because it was to be continued. I know what happened was the budget was fucked up, the house was too small, so we had to edit it around and make it look like that. Really? Are you like, serious? He's <laughs> look at Cud. Wow. He right there. <laughs> <laughs> he right. Like, none, of the, none of this is making a final. Nah, I'm just saying. <laughs> I it mean, was the- it's nice, not it's nice the truth. We didn't have the, we didn't have the money for it. That you wow. think that you think that give me the you talk about these Grammy. You think I get the budget to make a music video that's gonna get us Grammy nominated? Like let's really talk about how you get those things. Don't see we not gonna sit here and act like we don't know how all that happened. Nah, it's a you campaign. Get what, you get what you pay for. They call True. it campaign. You know campaigns cost money. It costs right? money. Yes, Come they on, do. bro. Like let's not do that. <laughs> yes, they do. Like we uh, we not. That's why we contend. We ain't stupid. Like we know what the fuck <laughs> is going on. Come on, cause like you directed Sparks Fly too. That was that looked like it was Nah, that was a that was Moment House. Uh 
Momouse is a platform that kind of allows you to have live shows. Okay. So we did like a live show, a uh, live stream show type situation. We was able to cut that out. We carved it out of the deal so we mm. could put that on YouTube. So that mm. was a free video that yeah. is getting monetized. Resourceful, man. I love that. Hey, look, man, you got to shovel shit sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And you turn uh, shit into fertilizer, man. Like Vince Staples show. <laughs> Yeah, man. Uh, we finally, in the right... finally, the Vince Staples show. Nah, I was just, it, we had been through it just COVID. We mm. couldn't get no production office during COVID. But yeah, we 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 did. We, that was I kind of squared away years ago. But, you know, it, I'm happy they still picked it up after, you know, everything. that A lot of companies lost a lot during COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the fact that we was able to kind of still be on that docket is, is cool. So we in the writing room for it right now. Like literally right now, actually, down the street. Mm. I had to learn how to write scripts and like format and stuff like that. So just working with a lot of good people, like can't say their names contractually, but it's a lot of smart people in that room. That's really helpful. So I'm just happy to be able to do that. I was going to say, how did Kenya Burris get involved? Uh, He just the only one that wanted to do it. Mm. Only one I was going to like do it and say, you know, it's funny because I've seen people like, oh man, why are you working with Blackish? Uh, The Blackish dude, I uh, I, I don't like him. But don't nobody give a fuck about none of these white boys that's producing all this shit. We don't even know their names. Mm. But as soon as this nigga... They mad as fuck. I just think that's so interesting. Mm. But whatever, they can fuck them niggas. But yeah, shout out Kenya. Uh, yeah, man, I mean, I'm just grateful for the opportunity, you know, to be able to try something new. And how different from the, because you did those vignettes in 2019 with uh, with Cal Like, is Oh, it- yeah, we was trying to, we was trying to, you know, finesse situation. Mm. You know, we was trying to set up in stable shows in like 2016 and nobody was, was trying to do it. So we just shot that. So we didn't have to beg no more. Yeah. Wow. So you love this, like you you getting into this like 10 a.m., 6 p.m., like a job almost, going to the writing room and really chopping it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, man. Every day. I'm every day. What about writing the scripts? Like, are you doing screenplays yourself or yeah, is it a yeah, team? Yeah. Now we got a team. Before okay. we didn't have a team, now just me and one other person. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you're also an author too, man. Accomplished author of the Limbo Beach graphic novel series. Yeah, man. I just be doing shit. You know what I mean? Like, that was, um, <laughs> that was Z2. Z2 do a lot of stuff with a lot of artists, though. Um, in the universal system. Mm. Um, no, that's one of the bones they throw us. So we was, uh, they like, always be, like try to put the artists with the company, whatever, and they just, we just made something from scratch. Usually they just make it, it's based off the um, the music and they just build your likeness. But I was like, that's kind of, we might as well just do something and okay. see if it, you know, see how, if I can do it. So okay. yeah. it was a cool experience. But going back to the stable show, like what 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 should people look out for? Like what what do they look at it like? Is it is like Kirby enthusiasm type of thing? Like Oh, nah, it's yeah. just new. Yeah. It's not. It's not. A, it's not kind of done yet. Like I, I don't. I don't have no. That's why it's like a thing. That's why it's taking a long time. Is just trying to make something new. Mm. Like we don't have a skeleton. We don't have like a something like to follow. Mm. So you know, we'll see. It should be interesting though. Yeah. But it's it's, it's looking good so far. So if this takes off though, we're gonna. It's gonna steer you away from the music. You think? Long term. <laughs> <laughs> you, you a funny nigga, man. <laughs> how long? How long I'm supposed to be rapping? As long oh, as long term, I think as long as you can, as long as you can rap at a high level. Yeah, we're gonna want you if you're rapping at a high level and creating. Great if you music, continue to make to more Ramona Park albums, hell yeah, rap. You know how much them cost? <laughs> it should be a little bit more uh, cost effective these days. You know, to make an album, it's not as much as it used to be. You know, I ain't got a back end since 2018, right? What? What do you mean? This is, this is right, never cool. coming out. But like, I'm, I'm just, I'm just letting you know, I haven't got a back since 2018. So everything we pay for, you See, know, we pay for the fun video, right? Me and him, we split it, and wow. we got paid back years later. Wow, it's DIY for real. But yeah. I think if you could, t- if you can rap 
as long as you have the ability. Everybody to. can rap. No, bro. they can't, Vince. A lot I'm, of people I'm, fall off. Like their abilities just aren't what they used to be. I don't think it's that deep. I think it's what you want from certain people. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you talking about? Who are you talking about? Not like give me like an archetype. You know what I'm saying? Like, if say you got somebody like Ja Rule, mm-hmm. um, his skills might not have decreased, but him being able to make that kind of hit in which we put with his name is going to be harder because mm-hmm. times change, but I don't know if him literally rapping is different. Yeah, like that, a lot of rappers perspective, you know what I mean? So it just get harder over time. Yeah, I think... Um, LL Cool J ain't... He doing LL Cool J shit probably still, but it's like, I don't know if they want to hear that. If he came out with radio today, niggas ain't going to be like, oh, that's crazy. Like, we can't just hear him pretend. Like, yeah, you, I, do, you, I do think you have to adapt with the times, but also... Bro, if LL Cool J drop radio right <laughs> not now, not right now, I, like he, not that that style of rap, but I think there are people that can make comebacks after their peak. Yeah, I think but, Eric Sermon did it back in the day with music. You know what I'm saying? But that's what I'm saying. Like it's it's really hard to do. You Jay Z opened up uh, opened it up a lot, mm-hmm. just being able to be mature. Mm-hmm. Like they remember they was calling niggas old, like to make yeah, fun of them. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. So like Jay Z kind of changed a lot. So I think it's very very possible. But I think we have to just you know if we making music to make music, then let's just make music. But yeah. if, when we throwing all this other stuff in it, that's when I'm like, nah, I'm cool. But do you seem like like you kind of you kind of had your ambition for whatever music sets looks like? But it seems like with something like the Vince Staples show, I feel like you're kind of more more all in, right? Like you would we like that to be. Well, I'm all in on everything, bro. Yeah, it's like it's either this or go back home. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's real. I don't I can't. I just say my family live with me, right? Which means if this ain't work, where was I gonna go? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I always been all in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I I I ain't, I ain't graduated from high school. So I'm going to school in the tenth grade. You feel me? I ain't never had a job. I mean, I don't got no, ain't nobody in my family have no careers. Literally, mm-hmm. like, my sister, a nurse, and that's it. And, mm-hmm. you know, how that be when you the one, mm-hmm. you, don't, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So we just here. So mm-hmm. if, it, I was always all in. Like, if the, if people don't know the shit you got to do to get at least right here. Mm-hmm. With no backing, no support, no friends, no entourage, no name to put in front of you. You know, everybody got their little crew of niggas. Mm-hmm. I ain't never had none of those things. Mm-hmm. So I had to go, I had to go, I had to be Earl Hype Man and fold his clothes for two years. Make sure you got in the sprinter on time and not do no songs. Mm-hmm. But $500 a week per diem. You said who's hype, man? Earl. For oh, two years. Yeah. $500 per diem per week. Mm. You know how much a one bedroom is in, in Long Beach? Nine fifty mm. In the hood. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Couldn't even afford that. After that, we opened up for, for Mac Miller just to be there, um, sharing a room with the security guard, performing when the doors open, 15 minutes. Mm. Then Q led me on his tour. Didn't know what I was doing. Gave me a decent slot going before I was ever shot after audio push. Mm. Music not translating. Didn't know how to make it. Never met anybody who would tell me anything. He told me, your songs are too slow. First mm. person to ever try to help me. Wow. Besides, mm. like, that's not my friend. Your friend is just going to support you because they're your friend. Mm-hmm. First person to ever give me some advice, that's going to work. After that, we opened up for Joy Badass. Mm. Then we went on a festival run playing at 2 p.m. when the doors open at 12. Mm. Who can do that for 10 years if they not all in? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mike, yeah. the whole time, he paying for everything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Got a deal. Had to pay him back. Cause was broke again. You got to be all... <laughs> hear the nigga laughing? I'm not lying at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, you got to be all in. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's, it was it was more at stake for me. This wasn't something... You always, was, you always go back to thinking of family and how much, how much you have That's the to. only reason I've ever done this. Mm-hmm. Mm. I didn't do another reason. I don't... That's why I don't care about the other stuff. That's why I'm already happy. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I wanted something small. So everything else is just like extra at this point. Exactly. Everything else is extra at this point. Mm. So once, you know, my mama uh, had a car. She didn't have to go uh, wake up at four. My mom, my sister didn't have to work up at, wake up at two o'clock in the morning and go work at Subway. 
My mom might have to wake up at five o'clock in the morning, go work in a call center for for Toyota, Honda, mm-hmm. one of them shits on a, working for a tip agency so you don't get in shelf insurance. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Once that wasn't a thing no more, what do I have to complain about? I don't got a trophy. I don't got, I'm not on a list. That's why anything I get like that, I'm super appreciative of it because I ain't even asking for it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you ain't never heard me say that my shit was the best of this or that. If I ever do some shit like that, I'm playing. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just grateful to be able to have opportunities to say something. For a living, you know what I mean? You get mm. to try things for a living. And um, that's good enough for me. Mm. So with, with Vince Staples Show, for example, like what's the goal there? Is it just to make content that you know is going to resonate with people? I got sick of making music videos for nothing. Mm. And what, what's the idea? What do we want to do? Who do you want to direct it? What's going on? I got sick of doing that for nothing. Mm-hmm. And then I did dope. And I was like, I can do this. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. Dope to film, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, exactly, yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. Thank you. I did, yeah, yeah. yeah, I hear. I did. I hear. Be clear. I, 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 and there's I did, nothing yeah. on any security yeah. cams. There's thank, nothing. Yeah, thank you. I did dope the film, and I was like, I can do this. It, it seemed easy. Right. Not easy, but it seemed attainable. I would yeah. say. Yeah. Yeah. As far as the music goes, one last point I have on Ramona, the Ramona Park, like the dialogue and the skits, they really tie into the album. Like, why was that so important to incorporate? Um, because like I said earlier, like people act like these people ain't real. You know what I mean? Um, first lady, that's a that's 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 a little CJ from East Coast. She died when she was a teenager. Mm. Second lady, that's uh that's Rambo from Luther's Park. Uh, she died. Um, she died, and then her sister got a clear for us. Um, mm. We had a big boy from 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 Maravilla. I think he's from Lopez. Excuse me if I'm wrong. He was on slide. We had Monster Cody. He passed. You right. know, uh, Spirit of Monster Cody. And it's like these people, you don't hear they we had we had a, a lady from Hoover, I forgot her name, but she was no, she was from Legends at the end of um I forgot what song it was, but mm-hmm. we had her on there, uh um, I think it's player words. Um, yeah, just having people that stories matter to me. Cause these mm-hmm. are people I know who they is because of what they did out here. And you know, they kind of solidifying their names before they pass and a couple are still with us. But mm-hmm. yeah. I think actually only one of them is still with us. Yeah, man. I think those people matter more than the rappers, more than the athletes. To where I come from, mm. matter more than rappers and the athletes and all these other people. Like these are people that died in the streets. Mm. But the same thing that my friends did. So it's not a new story. And right. that was the point of using them is because they're saying the things that's being said in these songs, and they will say them in the 1960s, 1970s, mm. 1980s. Yeah, they still sound relevant. Yeah, live by the gun, die by the sin. Right. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Exactly. There we go. But not even that. Just live here. <laughs> you don't even need a gun. Mm. Be outside at the wrong time. Yeah. I've you know? seen that time and time again. Yeah. Well, thank you, Vince, man. Respect, brother. Nah, man. Thank y'all, man. I appreciate it. Still gonna y'all. say you got one of the best albums of the year. And I want you to think I don't appreciate it. I do appreciate it. It's just that my thing is if you say that and a hundred people say it, I don't, that that don't negate what you said. And that's just the way that I look at it. You feel me? Like everybody voice matter, bro. Like we don't. We spend too much time not having to say it, nothing. So anytime somebody say something, I appreciate it because they said it, not because of where it come from. Yeah. If you would have told me that walking down the street, it would mean just as much you telling me that on the podcast. That's mm. that's basically what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I'm very excited about the Vince Stable show. It's good to see you get. Uh, it should be cool, man. It's just gonna it's gonna be interesting. If you need some cameos, you know, <laughs> I, got, I got you. I got you. <laughs> got the sag ready, man. <laughs> yeah, Vince Stables, man. Rap Radar Podcast. Yeah, yeah. Rap Radar is Interval presents original production from Hyper House. Produced by Laura Wasser. Hosts and producers, Elliot Wilson and Brian B. Miller. From Interval Presents, executive producers, Alan Coy and Jake Kleinberg. Executive producer, Paul Rosenberg. Editing and sound design by Dylan Alexander Freeman. Recording engineer, 
Brian Curley. Operations lead, Sarah Yu. Business development lead, Sheffy Ellenswag. And marketing lead, Samara Still. Make sure to follow Rap Radar and listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.